What's up, everybody? It's Adriel Cruz and your boy, Philip Brood. We're here with the Don't Need Evil podcast. We are excited to be with you and share a little bit more about ourselves and what this yeah. Don't Need Evil thing is all about so far. I'm over here in Northwest Georgia right now. My boy is, where are you at, Phil? Tulsa, Oklahoma. The T-U-L. Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we're uh, different time zones and we're here together to spend time with you guys who are listening and watching us live right now, or of course this is pre-recorded, but some of you are live in our hearts because that's why we love you very nice, much happy everyone. So this is what we want to do. We want to start off by bringing a little bit about ourselves into the mix, just so you know who we yeah. are. What has Phil done? What what have I done? What do I do now? What does he do? And so Phil, man, uh, why don't you kick it off? I, we all know, and some of some of you watching right now or listening don't know, but he is the founder of RapZilla.com, which is a big, big deal in the hip-hop blog world, uh, even more specifically the Christian hip-hop and rap blog world, which is pretty much one of a kind. And so uh, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing, man, aside from RapZilla. Like, wh- yeah. What do you do? What are your talents? Where are you at right now? All that. Oh, aside of Rabzilla, I'm just about yeah. to like dive into Rabzilla. But aside of Rabzilla, um, well, f- first off, I'll just say this: like, I started Rabzilla when I was 15 years old, and um, I'm a high school dropout. I never finished high school, um, not because I was bad. I just was making money on Rabzilla, and I was like, "Why?" Actually, no, that's not that's wrong. I wasn't making money on Rabzilla. I was actually, I actually ended up getting a job as a web developer at a church and they never asked me for my my diploma and i'm just like okay cool <laughs> and i just stopped doing school <laughs> and you were 15 you, how old were you i was 19, 19 i was still okay. not done with school because in belgium yo I, I know all of a sudden you just open a new can of worms <laughs> yeah i was 19 and i was still in high school and that was because i was held back in my kindergarten year because oh. i refused to speak french I refuse to speak French, um, and and if you're wondering why French, <laughs> why why in America would they hold you back for not speaking French? Oh my gosh! No, I actually grew up in Brussels, Belgium, as a missionary kid, and pastor's kid. Um, was there my whole life till I was 19 years old, and um, did all my schooling in French. But when I was younger, I actually straight up refused to speak French, and. Um, and before I went to first grade, they just advised my parents to hold me back a year just because, you know, you don't want to crash and burn. I see. So I was held back. I was held back a year. So you stayed in I, school all the way till 19, though? Well, I flunked my ninth grade. Cause when you <laughs> see, this is what I'm doing is I'm buttering you guys up with the failures. You see, sometimes people yeah, are like, what are the great the things you're doing, Phil? Uh, you know, I dropped an ice school. I failed this. I didn't do this. But hold on. Sometimes you have to know where you come from because when you hear this, it's like, oh, like you're, you're realizing you're not as bad as probably I am. And what I'm saying is ninth grade, I flunked. If you flunk a class, you have to restart your entire grade, no matter if you succeeded in the other courses or classes. So I flunked a few. I had to take an exam where, you know, you get a second chance. And so basically ruins your summer because you're supposed to study every day. And so I missed, I'm, I did not pass those as exam. And just so you know, to give you guys some background, half of the students flunk every year in Belgium. 
It's normal to flunk. It is not a system to succeed. So I'm just going to say you do not want socialism. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go into politics, but I'm just saying that. You don't want to be social. If you want to, you can just go to Europe. But um, uh, I I then – when I flunked my ninth grade, I was with my brother. We're in the same grade. That really sucked because he was two years younger than me. And then I went. I flunked my tenth grade, and I just could not redo my tenth grade. I was like, "Forget this. I'm done." So I did online school, and I was a straight A student on online, like online with an American school. And then when I came to America on my summer vacation, and just so you guys also know, it probably took me took me two years to to do my junior year because I was, I'm you know, I'll just say this. Giving a young teenager that has a website called Rapzilla an online school, I'm very easily distracted doing Rapzilla instead of doing school. So come come to it. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I don't think I've ever said any of this in any interview anywhere. So well, if this anything, is where like, it's at. This is all the goods right here on Don't Need Evil <laughs> Podcast. You're going to hear the dirt on ourselves, everything. <laughs> but – I just when I look back, it's just it just shows how great God is because, you know, I ended up getting a job because I was just interning at a church. I just wanted to just intern where I had some of my things I was passionate about, which was like design, marketing, video, all those little things. So I was just interning at a church. And then one day I thought I was I was going to do an internship at the web department. And this is a big mega church in Minnesota. Um you know, because I know not every church out there has a web department. <laughs> but the thing is, they never asked me. Somebody, some pastor out there is watching right now. Like, I wish my church tithed. Well, you know, I think I think sometimes if you have if you do something well, I mean, I, oh man, yeah, I, oh. I, okay, yeah. I'm course. Let's so you did course, that. You man. did that. You're at the school. You're at this, or rather, you're at the church now. Well, I had an interview for an internship and I thought it was for an internship but at the end of the interview the guy was like okay you got the job I'm like wait job what and at the time I had two <laughs> classes or maybe three three <laughs> classes had to finish to get my to get my diploma but then I just I was like well why get my diploma like I I got a good job you know I was I was making decent yeah, I was making decent money. So you were um, only three classes away. Yeah, I was only three classes away. I'm still three classes away, but now okay. I'm just like, it's an accomplishment. And I tell people, like, I don't have a GED. I don't have a high school diploma. But everything I've done, I'm self-taught. And I think that's a big thing. I know I know you, Adrian, are, like, freaking, like, amazing at what you do as producing. But we're going to get there in a second because I'm, I'm still sharing my, my side. <laughs> but I'll... <laughs> I know that was a good segue, and I'm like, oh, you're not even done. No, yet. <laughs> I know, I know. But the, the thing is, um, so did Rabzilla, and just so you guys know, like, I actually taught myself how to code. I taught myself how to make a web- website, and I just taught myself. I didn't, I didn't allow limits to stop me. Where a lot of times, something people have, you know, God puts things in our hearts, and people are like, yeah, I have this in my heart, but I just don't know where to start or what to do, and I, I don't know how to do that. Well, you just have to freaking do it. Like you have to start like and then and now I think there's no excuse because when I did all this, there was no YouTube. There was not a where you could just search a tutorial and just find it like I had to like dig deep in the almost in the dark web to find how to make a website. Um, and I just started doing it on e world but, on e world and steak and cheese <laughs> geo cities. Um, but the, 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 the thing is, what's so funny is a lot of times we want everything to be at an excellent level as soon as we start. 
and there's absolutely no way you can get excellent right away. I mean, everyone starts at level one. And when you start somewhere, if you look back at um, archives.org, I think it's a website where you can actually look at how websites looked. It's like a time machine for websites. And if you go on there and check out Rabzilla, I think it's maybe archives.org, yeah. You go on Rabzilla, you'll see the website looked horrible, like disgusting. Every page was an HTML page. There was no, for the nerds out there, CMS, content management system. There was none of that. And if I wanted to change the menu, I had to go on every web page and change the code to change the menu. It was horrible and horrendous. Wow. But it was a lot of work and effort I put into it. And you know what? I did that for about six, seven years. And, and I'm telling you, the traffic was like this for six, seven years, like nothing. Mm. Talk about sowing seed and not seeing, a, not seeing any fruit. The thing is, I didn't care. How many years was that? How many years was that again? Well, seven, seven years. Wow. Seven years. Like I'm telling like plateau, like no growth. And I just kept doing it every day, interviewing people, writing news. And guess what? I didn't even have my education in English. So I didn't even know. I was probably butchering so many things you know there was probably typos because because we didn't have web browsers mm. that tell you when you're making a mistake it was only on <laughs> word and i wasn't writing my articles in word and then copying and pasting them so when i'm trying to when i'm sh it was hard in the 2000s man. dude no it really it was intense to do those things and now it's things are so easy and it's funnier it's it's not funnier i don't even know if that's a word i think that's not a word so it just shows you i, I speak french Parle Français. Just, it's all right we all say it <laughs> Well, it's funnier when you say it like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, today we live in a day and age where I think we people make so many excuses, and it's actually easier to get things done. Like, like if I want to do a Rabzilla today, it's way easier. Of course, it's a field that I know of, but I'm about to go in some new fields that are totally different using the gifts I have, which is I have a very creative eye, um, giving creative direction, and I love creating things. But I do so with my camera, doing photography. I, I started my photography just by wanting to take concert photos um, and doing that. So, you know, rap Which helped out Rapzilla, yeah, which was a, yeah. all a part like, of that, integral to Rapzilla, too, of content. Right. Like, I had a very high-end camera, and I would shoot all the interviews with the, on, the, on there, and I was always the one behind the camera, so you never heard my voice. I always thought it was tacky when you had people interview, because most times, you don't even know who the interview is, especially in the Christian circles. Let me just say that. Let me rectify. Because out, out in the world, you know who they are, so you care. But at that day and age, no one really cared. All, all people wanted was to know the person. And hear the person. And I mean, that was always a complaint. People were like, well, what's the question? I'm not hearing the question. I was like, you don't, it doesn't really matter. I'm editing in a way. So I was, I've, I've been, I've been able to actually learn how to interview in a way that it's just where you never have to hear my voice. But to say what you were saying, I did it for seven years without seeing any results. 2010, I partnered up with um, Chad Horton. And, you know, he, he right away was like, okay, to get mega growth, you're going to have, you know, if you keep doing the same thing, you're never going to get a result. Um, and right away, one of the things that we decided to do was let's post every day. Let's never have a day go by that we don't post something new. Why? Because we wanted to make – we wanted people to know that every day they go on Rabzilla, there's going to be something new about the music that they love. And it just, just went on from there, and we just, just did – the momentum just started growing. And then every year since 2010, it doubled in traffic and in size continuously for five years straight. Um just doubled, 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 doubled. Like, talk about mega growth um, from that. 
But the thing is, Rapzilla was never something I was going to do the rest of my life. And I just got to a point where I wanted to do something bigger. Um, and, and when I say bigger, is uh, what I mean by that is make a bigger impact in the world. Um, not that Rapzilla didn't make an impact. It definitely did. But I just want to do something even more global. And Rapzilla was like my college. Was, Rapzilla was my school. I learned everything through it. I learned how not to do business. I learned how, you know, getting burned, getting, you know, making mistakes. Um, I am very self-taught by making mistakes. And I think sometimes as creatives or entrepreneurs, we're scared to make mistakes. But like, listen, if you're going to be in this game, you can't be scared to make mistakes because if you don't make mistakes, you'll never accomplish anything. And at the same time, making mistakes You'll never make that same mistake again. You finally learned it. It's a valuable lesson because sometimes when you, read, when you read things from a book, it's not as personal. You don't really understand why. But then when you do it, you're like, oh, I get it now. Don't do that. Right. And the thing is right. um, you learn from your mistakes. And I mean, hey, if, um, if um, Thomas Edison never just gave up after making one mistake, he would have never invented a light bulb. And he did like how many tries? I think a few hundred. We're going to go Joe Rogan style right now and i'm just gonna search it <laughs> do you know what times you try to do the no maybe 69 times anyway oh what, I, what i think is great about what you shared man is you started something from scratch right you did something and you did not stop doing it and all of a sudden as you were doing it somebody else came to partner with you and you were able to grow through relationships yeah. and learning from trial and error. Yeah. And how many times the did thing, Edison do the light bulb? The thing, thing? is, do you have that? You have yeah, yeah, no, I, I you do. Have the I do, but I'm going to get there in one second. Um, the thing is, don't forget, they all want to know on the podcast. They all want to hear. Okay, okay, know. I'm going to go do that first. <laughs> Thomas Edison and his team of researchers tested more than 3,000 designs for bulbs between 1878 and 1880. Wow. In two years' time, they designed more than 3,000. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's just, I love this quote from Thomas Edison. I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways this won't work. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I say this because, you know, even if you, you have something in your heart and you want to start doing it, your first thing is like, well, I don't know how to do it. But start making those footsteps. And yeah. that's why pioneers – I always respect them because they're usually the first ones to go discover that land and do something. That's why, you know, I respect someone like Lecrae because it was what he did was never has never been done before. And when you're doing something that's never been done before, you are going to make mistakes, but you can't be hard on them. Like it's just the world we live in. And also, by the way, we'll, we'll have to talk about this at one point. Um, Actually, this gives me an idea for a future episode. Let me write it down really, really quickly. It is <laughs> as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, how... and as you're listening, this is Phil's mind and how he works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get easily distracted, like we said. But how to let how to how to not let how to not let negative <laughs> online feedback affect you. I'm saying this, hey, man, this y'all is good see that. to know. Because yes, absolutely. People are going to want to tune into that, so you got to listen to every single episode because we're not going to promote it. You're going to know after it's out. So, like... <laughs> I mean, I wrote that one down because that's something that you, when you get bigger, the bigger the platform you have, the more criticism you hear from people. Absolutely. And if you're going to let criticism affect you, you're never going to be able to accomplish your calling and what you need to do. That's right. But um, where was I with the whole story? 
Well, where you were at is you let everybody know you did Rapzilla. All of a sudden, it grew. Oh, and you did the yep, internship. Yep, you got a up. job. So you're into you do photography, you do video, you did yeah. the website thing. So what else? What is what else are you doing right now? Well, or that I'll, you know I'll happened say, in that I'll story? No, Rabzilla grew so fast, which then we, you know, we started getting get interns. We started hiring actually actual writers that graduated with degrees from school. You know, here I am, like all of a sudden running a business, hiring people that have degrees, and I don't even have one. But the thing is, degrees don't matter. It's what's on. What what have you accomplished? What can you actually do? So, like I said, Rabzilla was my college, was my school, and I just felt like when I sold it, it was almost like it was like I graduated. I graduated. So that's my diploma is Rapzilla. And once you get out of school, that's when the real things happen. That's when the big things happen. That's when you're actually in the real world going to do the bigger things. And I'm not – that's not a, a shade on Christian hip hop saying it's not the real world, even though it is a world of its own. Yeah, but yeah. The thing is, it's, it's just, just I, amazing. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's essentially uh, just a part of your life or yeah. it was a bigger part of your life. Now you're moving on to something else. Yeah, I'm 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 really just going to go for something that's can make a mainstream impact and really just do what Jesus did, which is be a light in the world. And I'm not saying Rabzilla is not a light in the world. Like heck no, man. That if anything, that empowered so many believers um, or people that didn't think the you know because you always hear the same story like oh I got saved and then I just stopped listening to hip hop because I thought it was evil. Yeah. Um and then and then after and like, then I oh, found wow, Rabzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Or I found this guy, and then I looked online, and then I found Rabzilla, and then I just saw there were so many of them. Yeah. And I'm just amazed at what God did because, you know, yeah. a lot of times people came to me and they're like, wow, like, isn't it amazing your dream happened? And I, and I, would, I would always respond and say, yeah, that was that was a great dream. Like, that was cool. Like, yeah, it happened. But then I always, it was always weird responding to people because I'm like – it was never my dream. <laughs> and I can't tell that to people that right. it was never my dream. Of but course. a good way of putting it was it was just passionate. And I honestly think Rabzilla was God's dream and he just used me to to do it. Um and I'm just on to the next dream mm. and bigger and bigger. You know, I really believe from glory to glory. So um wrapping the Rabzilla part off now to have my diploma. I mean, I've done things you know from photography. Um I've done a, um some big um I've sold photos for like merch for different bands, um, not just not just hip hop. Like also like you know August Burns Red, Disciple. Um, I've done some things in the studio with Papa Roach. Shout out to Chad. Um, and uh, did a I don't know man. I've shot so many things. I've had my you took my photos of me. Yeah, I took <laughs> photos of you for your album. Actually, I have it right here. Hold on, hold on. I was just wearing it. Vintage champion jersey, and I was wearing a vintage. Um, oh man, what's the designer? Some awesome Chicago Cubs shirt I sold on eBay after we took the photo <laughs> for two hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that was amazing. That was in an alleyway, guys. If you guys are watching the video of this, he's showing the album covers. That was in it's front of an art store. Uh, I had written on the glass of an art store, and they let me do it. And we took the cover of that Show and Tell album. You could look it up online, Show and Tell. And then Renegades Never Die was in an alleyway in Chicago. He put his light out, and we just grabbed some chains that were in the alley, and we just killed it. But did you see how how we came about with that? Like the organization was like none. It was more like okay, let's do it. Boom, five minutes. Yeah, okay, we yeah. got the shot. And that's how the, the cool thing is. The reason we're doing this is because in that. Uh, you know, we're similar in different ways and we're not similar in, in other ways. But in this way, like 
quick shoot, do it when you see it, get it while it's hot. That's exactly how I believe things should be. That's easy for me, and it's and it's easy for you, and uh, and that's been that's been amazing. I mean, you know, every photo shoot I've ever done, it's never been like, hey, um, we thought it through, we thought about every little thing. Like everything I've done is very spontaneous, mm -hmm. and of course, you know, there there is excellence in um, doing things when you you're not spontaneous and you really plan. But I think too many people plan over plan and are not spontaneous enough in the work they do that the over planning makes it that then nothing ever gets done. Yeah. Like for example, you know, when you have your social media, you need to actually plan your social media. But the thing is people are so meticulous and plan over plan that they're never even posting spontaneously in a way they could. Yeah. And that gives me an idea for another episode. But um, <laughs> let's let's transition from, from me to you because sure. I, I don't like when a spotlight's on me. It's all good. You had 20 minutes. Let's go I, on. Wow, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just took like two-thirds of the podcast. It's this all good. The first hour-long podcast. It's all good. I know. This one's going to go a little long. But uh, no. There's gems in the middle of it. Absolutely no. And, and the way that you speak, like if you guys don't know – you got to catch Phil where he's at and you got to like kind of bounce around and you'll see like, oh, that that's dope. That's a gem there. And then he'll say, well, the thing is, and he'll get to something else. But the cool thing about Phil is that th that uh, character, that personality, that way of being that he has, has allowed him to do what he's doing now where he doesn't necessarily have to be a slave at all to anybody, but he's able to kind of freelance and, and make a living, you know, and God's been opening doors for him that way. Uh, and, in my life, I, it's exactly the same. Uh, I started uh, doing music when I was 12 years old. I started rapping when I was five, and I started like preaching uh, mumble words when I was five. So like my grandma would tell me I would be preaching to stuffed animals in her in her house, and uh, I'd just be rapping and preaching. And there's a video of me actually doing this on YouTube still on my YouTube Dude, channel. I have, I have a video like that. You have one? A microphone. Dude, do you got upload like, that? I'm like one year. I don't know where it is. It's on a cassette. I'm like okay. two years old. My dad converted like all the saying, VHS. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I was just you like got, preaching. Dude, you got to get I'm that like, on to the TV. Get that on uh, DVD. It's easy. You just convert it. My dad did that. He he got the system and he did the VHS to, to DVD, and that's how I got all my videos. But I don't have to do that. But dude, that's amazing, man. So in that same regard too, like as you can see, guys, as you're seeing and as you're listening, like obviously our heart is for the Lord. Uh, we've been before we've done anything uh, CEO building something from the scratch entrepreneurial things before all that it started with having a relationship with the Lord right it started with knowing who God is and continually getting to know him as we grew older and keeping him in the center of everything we do and so for me starting at 12 doing beats all of a sudden I opened up for the biggest Christian rapper at the time 12 years old T-Bone T-Bone was on MTV T-Bone was on BET he was on a movie with Beyonce like he was the biggest like anybody who's listening right now now that's when he yeah I was like I think that was like later on like old that was or something that but was later. this was like the the hood the holy hoodlum and like Anyhow, he was the guy that came in with a pimp cane, and now he's doing his thing, man, like in a totally different way, all Spanish. He's killing it still right now. But I had the pleasure of opening up and being in front of 2,000 people as a 12-year-old, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I freestyled on stage as well. He called me back up during his set, and I had rapped wow. on stage. And uh, I got to upload that video. I have that somewhere. Yeah, and dude. I was rapping on stage, it. and um, it was it was wild. And so – 
the trajectory was always just bigger and better. And I, I give credit and thanks, obviously, to the Lord and what he's done. And he used my parents, my father, in such a great way because he built a studio for me as I was a kid. That's how I was able to get good. So for those of you that are listening right now, excuse me, that have kids, man, if you see one talent in your kid or something they desire to do that seems like it's real, it's tangible, look out for those signs, pour into them because you know, you never know they'll, they'll be the next big thing or they'll be able to uh, supply for your family as they grow older, you know what I mean, based on what so- seeds you've sown in. And so I haven't bought my parents a house yet, but I'm getting very, very close to it. Uh, so anyway, fast forward, I'm doing my thing. I'm in the studio every day, cultivating the craft. All of a sudden I hit stage after stage. People start knowing my name, hearing about me in Chicago. That's where I'm born and raised. And, uh, now this is the thing because I was starting music at a young age and I was 12 years old, same thing that happened to Phil that he just shared. I felt like, and not only that, I made money when I was 12 years old, $200 beats. When I was 12 years old, people would come buy beats from me. Don't tell me why they loved them. And I had really good beats at 12 years old, (laughs) but they would give me 200 bucks. And all of a sudden I I remember spending the first $200 on some Timberland boots, sized uh, 11 at the time, size 10. And I was like 12 years old. But anyway, I had bought those boots. I was so excited. And what it showed me was, wait a minute, I'm living my job now. Why go to school? Why care about school? (laughs) I'm making money though. Yeah. So this is the thing. When I hit 14 years old, freshman year, I left school. 14 years old, freshman, I tried to go back just because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just try to finish just to try, just to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go give it one more go because school's not for me. It's not giving me any value whatsoever. I went to a school that was like John Lovett's High School High, the movie, where everybody's just crazy, throwing papers at the teachers, disrespect going on. It just felt like a crazy place. Dude, that was my school. And that's that's all the way in – in where you, Germany, <laughs> so like, Belgium, dude. Belgium is a country, not Germany. Belgium. He's over there same in Russia. Colors. He's in the Soviet Union, and I'm I'm in in Chicago, and we're going through the same same deal. So I'm at school, and I'm like, what's going on? So I used to wake up crying before I went to school, like weeping, wow. because I did not want to go into school. Nobody was picking on me. In fact, I was cool, always chill by myself. I would come to school at lunchtime only and leave. I would go for lunch and then leave. Uh, I had a little girlfriend at the time, so I would go to her school more than I was at mine. So I would be doing stupid stuff like that, never finish school. At 15 years old, my dad took me out of school, and that was it. So I never finished school past 15, never got a GED, never got a high school diploma Wait. at all. It's the same thing for you? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. What the heck? Yes, dude. So, guys, welcome to the Don't Need <laughs> Evil Club. If you haven't graduated school and you don't have a GD, you can join this podcast. Join, but you got to be making you, you got to be making money already. And you got to be making moves because if not, you're gonna you're not gonna go anywhere. Wow, bro, this is crazy. We just I just talked about that. I had no idea you'd went through the same thing. And that wait, and guys, just so you know, I've known Adriel for like how long have I known him? <laughs> At least till tw- from 2011. So, bro, I, almost I, 10 years. I, Right, ten years. Yeah, no, I've known you. Yeah, I've known you probably since twenty twelve, probably. 20, yeah, like yeah, nine years, dude. I've known you for nine years, and I didn't know this. I that's wild. Wow, <laughs> that's very rare. Yeah, no, it's funny when you ask me, like, but did you get your diploma though? I'm like, no. <laughs> so yes, very and rare. Now, dude, tell tell what you've done since. Yeah, how yeah. You've taught so, in schools. Ex- oh, exa- oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is the dude, crazy I, thing. I've taught in high schools. So th- I've taught in schools. But this is the it's thing. Like, what the heck? No, this is the thing. Like. I have taught at universities. I was just at a university uh, two weeks ago, and 
I, I was teaching a music lecture in San Jose, bro. They called me out there. The professor heard my music, and he was just blown away. We were in the same studio together. Again, that's a crazy story. I was uh, Rich Hernandez. I was over there hanging out, and we were filming something. And some professor heard me said, you got to go to my class, and you got to – and I'm over here teaching a class to not only young people. There's older people who are taking this class too. So I'm talking to people who are 20 to the age of 55, 60 years old in the music tech class at this school in San Jose. And so I've done that. I've done lectures of different sorts. I've done galas, hosted events, preached in so many different ways. I started a church in 2012. Uh, God has since sent us out to Atlanta area, uh, greater Atlanta area to be missionaries. We don't know what God's going to do from this point on, but what I've been doing through this entire time is seeking the face of God and God's been opening doors of so many amazing uh, opportunities. When we got here to Georgia, in fact, this is more recent, my giftings and talents as a musician, host, uh, even pastorally, uh, even as someone who's a visionary and a pioneer, now have been transforming me into what I didn't know would be a consultant. So now I'm consulting businesses here that are making yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'm giving them even more opportunity to make money, okay? And so I'm helping businesses now. Uh, I've consulted a church already since we've been here. Listen, these are opportunities that I didn't look for. I didn't I didn't go say, like, even even rappers that have ever been on my songs, like uh, people that have ever known me in the, in the, if you're hearing me right now, you don't know who I am. Everybody who does Christian rap knows who I am. Everybody who does a CCM who knows about urban feels and know, they know who I am. That all happened just from me being committed, obviously, to the Lord and committed to my craft going forward, even when it didn't make sense. And uh, mm -hmm. we're at a whole new phase in life right now. I'm going to be a father in like, who knows, maybe even tomorrow. My wife's pregnant. That was a miracle. 10 years being married and doctors told her even before we were married, she couldn't have kids. Now I'm about to have a son. We're about to have our beautiful Congrats. son and so that's happening and god's providing in this way this way so many financial areas uh on the side also what's happening is different revenue streams have been coming from merch i design fashion i love fashion i want to my, my desire for fashion is huge and uh throughout the years i've been able to be blessed with creating my own line of things but it has it once it sells out it's done and uh promotion wise i'm not the best at marketing or promotion uh so you know, either you see it or you don't kind of thing. So, so I've been doing my thing in different areas, but again, it all stems under the ministry of, of, uh, of Christ that he's given me. But not only that, it's all me. Like because of my gifting in this, I'm able to use it for this because I can do this. I can use it for this. And it all helps, uh, hand in hand to one another. And so, uh, so I'm consulting businesses now. I do freelance art. I brand. I market people. I don't even market myself that well. I just post stuff, and I hope I don't. I just do whatever. But when it comes to like visual representation of people, I'm helping churches in the way that they look, the way that they appeal to people. I connect the dots with ministry teams, with leaders. My heart for leadership is huge. So I've been brought out to minister to uh, upcoming leaders and also established leaders. Uh, I've been having the privilege of even consulting pastors and how they're preaching and what they're preaching, which is crazy. Uh, and again, starting a church six and a half years in Chicago. Uh, all, oh, by the way, when we did a church, guys, this was all like all, um, what is it called? It was no pay. Like, there's no salary. This was literally like my whole heart, my my wife's heart and I, and my my heart and my wife's heart were so indebted to our people and loving them that we didn't, we just kept loving them and God provided in many other ways. And uh, so fast forward, now we're in Georgia and there's so many other things happening based on us 
leaving what we once knew, which again was the the plant, the church planting life and this kind of local church ministry to now be in the business world even more and to now be working uh, within uh, a realm of consulting that I've never thought I would be in. And of course, music is popping off more than ever before. I have over a million streams on Spotify. I mean, everything's like just growing and... uh, That's just, I mean, everything's just growing and my pockets are growing. We bought a house out here. We just bought a new car. Like all this stuff is happening and it's just like all we were, all I could really point to is being faithful to the Lord. That's, that's really it. And of course, calling and gifting, you know, there's nothing that, you know, you can do to separate uh, God's love from you. And you, there's nothing you could do to have your gifts uh, being taken from you. In other words, his gifts are given without reproach and the awesome thing about God is he cultivates that in those who desire him. And if you di- desire him and he's given you a gift, he's going to propel you and use you for his glory. That's that's what I'll say. That's good. Um, since since you you dropped the marketing for churches and consulting, I'll I'll, I'll add that too because sometimes I think I think actually this is a good th- a good way of putting it. You're a very talented individual. I'm also a talented individual, and most creatives, let's just call them creatives, a lot of times people look at them and thinking like, oh, you're just good at this, this mm-hmm. one thing. Oh, you're just good at this one thing. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think creatives can literally jump around just around yeah. anything. Yeah, well, that's, that's the hardest thing for me because I was so lost for so many years like, man, but I'm good at this. I'm good at that. Like. Directing movies, that's my passion. That's my heart, bro. I'll kill it. I'll slay it. I know it. I'm writing a script right now. I got the theme ready for this movie. You don't need, y'all don't even want to hear it, but I, my heart is film. And pa- that's one thing that I picked up also as a kid, like film. That's something I do as well. Editing, videos, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh, voiceover work. <laughs> I mean, you just, it's all me. And so the crazy thing is though, Phil, is that I felt trapped kind of like in like this cool rapper mode where I'm like, I just got to be a cool rapper because I remember somebody telling me, not going to name a name, you know, some famous Christian rapper. He's like, man, you, you, you got to just stick to doing, pushing yourself out as a rapper. Cause what, what are you? Are you funny? Are you, are you this? Are you that? And I'm like, well, okay, I just got to be a rapper then, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to just be cool. And then I was like, man, forget that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm me. I can't hold it back no more. And that's part of the reason why I dropped my old rap name that my dad gave me when I was 12, which means scripture, script. I dropped it because I'm like, hey, I'm Adriel Cruz, you know, and and, uh, and I'm Adriel Cruz now. I mean, <laughs> you know, being multi-talented, there's, there is a danger to that, which is sometimes, you know, I do believe to do things well, you do need to focus Absolutely. on things. Absolutely. And since I've sold, since I've sold Rapzilla, I have literally hopped so many different industries. And of course, what's interesting is as the years are passing by, and now apparently we're on three years and I had, I had no idea. Um, I've been, I've been keeping, I've actually, I've been keeping like, I've been keeping journals around like this and I'm writing almost everything that I've been thinking of. At first I wasn't writing anything. Um, and I'll get into details maybe in a future podcast why I wasn't. But um, the thing is, now all the dots are connecting it's like and i've i wanted to do all these different companies but what i'm finally realizing is that i'm at a place where it's like okay let me, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna jump all in and yeah just trust god and let god be god and what That's i mean right. by that is i i don't need to necessarily figure out how god is going to make it happen mm-hmm. how god is going to do it i have no idea but i do know what he's what he's given me what he's put in my heart and all i have to do is obey and get it done and first off, I, will, I won't accomplish anything. And 
and most likely you too, Atrio, we wouldn't accomplish anything if we don't set a vision of what we were trying to do. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and also this is extremely biblical. I mean, not only is it biblical, you have to write down the vision because then you're just, you're scattered. You're not even knowing what you're Absolutely. doing. You're, you're working on things without tomorrow being defined. But the thing is, um, with what I'm trying to say here is just it's just you don't have to understand how he's going to do it. You just have to let God do his thing and just just attach your faith to it. I mean, for me with Rabzilla, I never even dreamt the scale that it grew. And, it, and just to give you guys a, a, a number, I think at its peak, it was it probably reached like almost close to four million pages a month. And we were doing that monthly. And when I say page views, I mean I'm literally talking about each page loading and then unique visitors we would get. Um, um, like over 300,000 unique visitors a month. But just so you understand, like having three, 3.5 million and 300,000 unique visitors, that meant that we had an extreme base that kept coming on the website continuously all the time. Um, and we just, we just created something that people wanted to, to, but it, well, let me not get carried away. But what I'm, what I'm saying is <laughs> I don't know how it happened. All I did was be diligent in what I was doing Take being very serious with the stewardship of what I was doing, exactly, and just take it at, day by day, and not just understand. I mean, I remember one day me and Chad, we were at a Dove Awards, and we realized, holy cow, everybody knows who we are. Like, how did this happen? I'm because sometimes when you see numbers, they don't mean much to you. That's why I love seeing what's ha what's going on at Transformation Church here in Tulsa. Um, just how Mike Todd just literally just came. He just you know became the senior pastor just uh, I believe five years ago. And maybe maybe it was three years ago. I'm probably getting the story wrong. But anyways, not as long ago, he literally wrote down a vision, and he even put the building, and he put he, he photoshopped it, and he, he actually shows it off everywhere. And today, they got the building, and it's paid in full, mm -hmm. like $50 million building Absolutely. paid no, in and full. I love that you, you said this because it's a disclaimer to those that – do feel multi-gifted, multi-talented, but you're sporadic and you're all over the, over the place. That's what you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, thank God that I've never done those type of things, but it's very easy to get into that mode when you're good at this and good at that. For me, what I look at is the bottom line of everything I'm good at. What's the bottom line? What's the reason for doing this specific thing right now? Is it going to tie into my purpose at all? Because if it's not, it's not worth it. It's going to be a sidetrack, sidebar that's not going to help. For instance, this podcast, the reason we're doing it is we want to help you. We want to let you know in this introductory podcast more about us, but this whole thing is to help you grow. Our heart is to help people grow. We want to see people grab tools that are in front of them to make use of them and using their gifts and talents to not only bring the light to the darkness and be type uh, a type of people that say, you know what, we don't need evil, uh, but also make money off of what you're doing and, and being good at it and being excellent because you're representing God's kingdom. And so the reason we're doing this podcast is for that. And we're not seeing this as something that is a waste of time. Why? Because we're doing that, which we're called to build you up. Secondly, it's helping our brand. So you think we're doing this for also just you? No, we're also doing it because we're letting people know what we do. We want to take photos of you. We want to you know, do your music. We want to push this out. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm saying we want that, to consult with yeah, you. It's I, a, yeah. By the way, I'm a marketing expert. I'm just going to put that out there. Cause script so, is like, I don't, I just post a photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just post a photo and it, and it blows up. No, but, but this is the thing. Like I, I want to let you guys know this. Like we're not just doing this wasting time is what I'm saying. We don't, this is no. not two guys talking. It's like, no, this is, there's an idea behind this. One is to help you. Number two, it's going to help us no matter what you understand. 
So that's the way you should carry yourself and what you have in front of you. How is it going to bless people and how is this going to bless you? And of course, if you are in Christ and you do know the Lord, how is this going to bless the kingdom? You know, that's really the three things that you want to ask yourself before you step into uh, something that may be abstract or outside of what you normally do, but you're good at. Dope, man. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think this is probably a good, a good spot to stop it. Um, 40 minutes. You know, because otherwise, we otherwise we'll go on forever. But we'll all finish with this. Um. Send us questions. You guys have heard a few topics, maybe for future episodes, and I wrote them down. But send us questions because we really want to answer you guys' Absolutely. questions, no matter what they can be. Not just necessarily personal questions. I mean, if you want, you can. That's fine. But <laughs> questions that are like, "Hey, I'm in a rut. How do I get out of it? Yeah. Hey, how do I network? Hey, hey, how do I like, drop this album and have people hear it? How do I put this out yeah. there where I'm able to be creative and uh, still honor God, but perform at a club? I mean, whatever it. Whatever it is, yeah. just ask us anything. Honestly, whatever it is. We both started young. We both don't have a high school degrees um, or degrees of any sort. And we both talk. We both have taught in colleges. or and, and All we have are degrees of success. Yes. So we're, we're, what I'm trying to just say is don't let anything limit you. Just do what you got to do. And if this is helping you guys, we would love to hear that if it's encouraging to you. Because getting these little words of thank yous, even if it's – no matter what it is, it, it, it's fuel to keep us going. Um, we're going to do it no matter what, but it's a, just good to see, to hear testimonies, and we just want to talk about them and all of that. So thank you guys so much. Tune in next week. Peace. Peace.